0: I'm not going to do what I did earlier because I'm bored of it now. I've <laughs> preached it twice today, so let's just make one up on the spot, shall we? Okay. So, if, um, if you'll turn to Mark chapter four, and we're going to look at verse thirty-five to the end. Mark chapter four, verses thirty-five to the end. And he said to them on that day, after it became evening. Let us go across to the other side. And after they sent the crowd away, they took him as he was in the boat, and other boats were there with him. And a great windstorm came up with a strong wind, and the waves beat upon the boat, so that now the boat was filled with water. And he was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And they roused him and were saying to him, Teacher, Does it not concern you that we're perishing? And when he woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the lake, You must be silent, you must be muzzled. Then the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you timid? Do you not yet have faith? And they feared intensely and were saying one to another, Who then is this that can even make the wind and the lake obey him? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is a wonderful piece of scripture. So let's let's just break this down a bit. so now the, 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 this particular section of passage or passage of scripture is really quite interesting because he's really that day given a really fundamental teaching which is from mark chapter 4 which is the parable of the sower who goes out to sow the seed of the word so there is something intrinsically interesting it's almost like jesus is kind of putting his disciples to the test he's like okay guys I have taught you about the importance of my word and that you can sow my word. And I've told you about the five-fold strategy that Satan has to get that word and make it of no effect, okay? So things like the first thing that's happened, it's obviously dog walking days, like probably about 30 people walk past with a dog. Okay, so. The first thing that happens is that, you know, the birds that come and take away the seed, That Satan who comes to take away the word as soon as it enters into people's hearts. But then he says, you know, watch out for things like uh, trials, tribulations, persecutions, the lust of other things and anxiousness. These things can make the word of God of no effect. Okay, and so now we're coming into this situation where something really bad is about to happen. But what is it, what's the first thing that Jesus does here? What is the first thing he says? Says He says, let us go across to the other side. Okay, let us go across to the other side. He didn't say, let us go halfway and drown. Let us get halfway and we'll all give up hope. And we'll all abandon hope that enter and We're all going to die and that's the end of it. He didn't say that. He said to them, let us go across to the other side. Now, a couple, about a couple of days before the second time I had my cardiac arrest, I had I was worried about my heart. In fact, I remember saying to you, Claire, and I? I said, I don't think I'm gonna make it. Do you remember saying that to you? And the next day, I got loads of prophecies on my phone, which the Lord has given to me, personal ones. And one of the things that God said to me was, Stop worrying about your heart. It's gonna be fine, it's gonna be alright. Okay. Stop worrying about it. Forget about it. Just don't worry about it. So I was like, <laughs> it's like, okay, this word, lord, don't worry about your heart, everything's gonna be fine. I'm like, Oh, okay, if you say so, I don't believe this and so and then the next day I was it was like two days later It's like boom I was dead again. Okay, and but then when I came to I was actually really in a bad place And I'm in the exact same boat that these guys were in okay Because had not Jesus said to me but two days before don't worry about it. Your heart will be fine Okay, had not these disciples just been told by Jesus, We're going to go to the other side of the lake. After he gave this awesome sermon about the power of the word and watch out for the things that the enemy will do to get that word out of you so that it will not bear fruit. Okay, (laughs) and so here's exactly what's going on here. And so I was like, Oh, I come to him, like, Oh, Jesus, you know, apparently. I, uh, and I can't remember the first day, but I mean, Tracy said I was repenting of like everything, just in case, you know, everything I could think of. And she, Tracy had to remind me of the grace of God, because it was almost to the point where, you know, I'm not saved anymore. What have I done? You know, just I can't remember. I was under the drugs. Praise the Lord. I can't remember any of it. It must have really showed myself up. I don't know if I could handle that, but, you know, I'd be like, if I could look back on myself now, I'd go, come on, man, what's wrong with you? But anyway, so I had this prophetic word from the Lord. And yet I wasn't trusting in the word of God. I simply was not in a good place. So Jesus said to them on that day, after it had become evening, let us go to the other side. And every one of us in our lives, you're gonna come to a point where it comes to the evening where it's not so bright and it's not so clear and everything's dark and everything's cased in shadows. Jesus says, you know, while it is the day we can work, but you can't work when it's the night. And if you look do a study on day and night in scripture night is not always a good thing you know but we know that jesus when does he return in the the middle of the night at the darkest hour which they reckon is about three in the morning at the most darkest point in history and in the darkest hour of the night that's when jesus will break in and intervene and what is the point of this is that there will be times in our lives that we are going, we're having a great time during the day. Yes, sir. Amen. We heard a great sermon today. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4. That was like Jesus said, Hey guys, if you understand this parable, you'll understand... All parables this is the most quintessential most important parable you could ever know because it is the capstone the keystone to help you understand all of the parables of the kingdom of heaven and it's like oh great what a great day I mean, it's like going to I don't know if you're into that kind of thing a Kenneth Copeland convention or something you come out of that place on fires like, man I could believe God for anything hallelujah glory be to God yes sir okay hallelujah <laughs> we've all been there right just filling and brimming with faith. Woo, so full of the joy of the Lord. And then it becomes evening. Let us go across to the other side. And after they sent the crowd away, they took him and he was in the boat and other boats were with him. Now, interestingly, right? So they've taken Jesus with them, all right? Sorry, Matt, if it's uh, been a long day. So they take, (laughs) I was just yawning, leave me alone, right? (laughs) keep preaching and not keep listening okay well the word across to the other side is like the word hebrew which means to cross over so there's a sense of a crossing over into something new yeah as well. yeah i like that It's good yeah. let us go across cross over to the other side yeah so you could say it's a bit like it's a bit like israel when they're in the wilderness and they've got to cross over to get to the other side because on the other side is where hope is on the other side is where the next day will be on the other side is where life will be yeah. so they have to go through the- yeah that's so right they have to go through some stuff just like the israelites went through all that they went through i mean you'd think of the the times in the wilderness you know again i've often said this but you know what about cuz it says that god did this to test them so he lets them go in the wilderness for a few days without any food and water. And it says, and then they began to grumble. Well, go figure, right? <laughs> and uh, and they began to grumble, but God did it to test them to see if they could truly believe that God would answer their prayers and that God would provide in the wilderness. And we do serve a good God and he does supernaturally provide. Earlier on today, I was just stood there and uh, I, I was hungry. I said, Lord, I need some food. My wife's taken my wallet and uh, i got nothing. And God said, well, pray for it then. And I was like, yeah, but if I pray for it, I might, you know, you might say, well, maybe it's time you fasted a little bit. I was like, just, you know, having this little con- conversation going, well, just pray with you. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, please, can you provide me with a sandwich? Virtually you no know, sooner did it come out of my mouth. My brother, Matt, hitted, said, hey, Chris, want a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was being used by the Lord. I used, to do it for, I used to do it every day for a joke with God. I'd walk around saying, God let someone buy me a Costa coffee. In the amount of time, people come up to me and say, all right, Chris, you want to go to Costa's and grab a coffee? I was like, yes, sir. Hallelujah. (laughs) Anyway, what am I going on about? I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, so they, 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 the guys were in the wilderness, you know, where they were being tested by the Lord. And so basically what God is doing here, Jesus is testing these guys. He said, you've had a great sermon. You've had a great faith convention today. You're all full of joy and all full of beans. Well, let's see how you get on with that now in the real world. I often find that as a preacher, if I preach a message, I can guarantee the next week God will be, yeah, you preach that really confidently. Let's see how you get on with that. It's like, <laughs> man, so many times so many times this is not funny so anyway so now they're going the other boats were with them what happened to the other guys it never mentions them again does it have you seen that it says they so they took him with him in the boat and other boats were with him what happened to those guys you know what happened to them don't you they bailed they're like right, well, we're out of here you know how many times have you like been with your christian friends and it's like the going gets a little bit rough you look around and suddenly one disappears, and another disappears, and another, then another, then another, then another. It was like when Covid hit. You know, I had some people that said to me, because we used to do like um, an end times Bible study. We ran it for a couple of years. It was really good fun. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to do it again, by the way, but uh, looking through Book of Revelation, probably just do it in the middle of the week, in, in a daytime for people that are around. Because um, it was a great, it was a great fellowship group. We had a good time. And um, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought again. What was I going on about? Oh yeah, thank you. Covid, yeah. So you had all these people saying, "Oh Chris, you know, if if the tribulation happened this next week, we would be there. We would hold it through to the end." And it's like, "Okay, yeah, Amen, great." And then Covid happened, and then like all those people that said, "Yeah, Chris, we will be there to the end." Off went one. Then another one went. I think fifty-three people disappeared, just vanished. And like, where did I even said to them? what is wrong where are you going and 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 they're like and they said we don't want to go to the field because because of this and we're scared and it's illegal and stuff and i was like i like, it is legal you can be there and and i remember a few two people i I, probably i shouldn't have done this as a pastor but i challenged them to their face saying look this is what god demands of us of us and we've given you the opportunity to do it so why are you not doing it then they left the following week both of them they just left because i challenged them on it and they just like well i'm off out of here because the reality is covid really revealed what was going on in people's hearts you get those people like well sometimes they come to church sometimes they're not but you could never really know really where they were at but when covid happened the curtains were pulled back and and that's not true of everyone because people were left for different reasons but some people it was really for me it was really just really hard and it's it was just like Guys, you you were you were supposed to be there. You were supposed to be, you know, we were the tribulation guys. We were going to go through it or whatever. It's like, then a cold, sorry, a flu comes out, and then boop, 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 they just vanished. So anyway, so they're going out to sea with these other boats that are with them. And then next verse, like, where did they go? Okay, so they're like, okay, we're out of here. See you later, Jesus. Woo! Okay. Now then, there's this few people because they took him with them. And it says, a great windstorm came up with a strong wind and the waves beat about the boats. So now the boat was filled with water. Now, this is really interesting, this verse, because as human beings, we always look at the circumstances, but we very rarely look at what's causing the circumstances. You think, well, why is that, why is that an issue here? Because when Jesus deals with it, What's the first, what does he first rebuke? Does he rebuke the waves? Which is the circumstances? Or does he rebuke the cause of the circumstances? He rebukes the wind. And so here it says a great windstorm came, okay? With a strong wind and the waves beat upon the boat. So now the boat was filled with water. So into all intents and purposes, it looks like the waves are the one that's about to kill you. But actually, the problem is not the situation or the circumstances. It's the force that's driving those circumstances is what's out to get you. Okay, and so when Jesus dealt with the situation, he didn't deal with the waves and 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 all that. He dealt with what was moving the situations that was causing them harm. He went to the root cause of it. And there's things in our lives that sometimes we, we, we are so caught up in it that we can't actually see what it is that's causing these things to happen. And sometimes you need to step out of the boat, maybe, or just think and stop and say, Lord, where is this coming from? Why is this storm hitting me? Why, why are all these situations coming at me right now? You know, what is the deal here? And I can guarantee most of the time, unless it's your own silly fault, but most of the time... It's, it's the work of the enemy to discourage you, to wear you out, to grind you down, to tire you out, to make you quit, to give up, or whatever it is that you're believing God for. Now, remember, this is like a test for these guys because Jesus you just preached to them this awesome sermon. Now he's just said, let's go to the other side, just like God said to me, Chris, don't worry about your heart. You're going to be fine. And I am fine. And uh, it took me a while to get to that place. And I remember thinking for a long time, like, Either that prophecy was really wrong or God was really right and I was the one that was really wrong. What do you reckon? Why are you laughing? It's <laughs> like, is it obvious, Chris? OK, so now this is the bit I love here. So now the strong wind, the waves are beating on the boat and now the boat was filling with water. So now we are getting to a life threatening situation. But then there's Jesus now jesus is not devoid of being protected from being in a storm any more than you are you and i and jesus went through storms but the response of jesus compared to the other guys is how you should handle a good storm next time all hey all hell lets loose and chaos lets rip is like "Oh, oh that's better i'm just gonna have a kip What about those bills coming through the door? Yeah, well, whatever. Jesus will fix it. But what about this? That needs to be dealt with now. Yeah, when I've had my nap. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And you could just be in that place of perfect calm when everything around you is going absolutely crazy and absolutely insane. Because that, my brothers and sisters, is shalom. That is shalom, because how does Jesus know that he can sleep through a storm? Because whatever comes out of the mouth of God will accomplish that for which it was sent. And it will not end up being void, but it will accomplish that for which it was sent, whichever way around it is. So Jesus knows that if he says something, it will surely come to pass. Otherwise, he is not God. Amen. So if Jesus says we're going to go to the other side, not make it halfway across and drown. OK, if Jesus says we're going to get to the other side, then well, I don't care how big this storm is. I don't care how bad the situation looks like. I don't care if your heart looks like it's about to give out. I don't care if you're still awake and you just had four shocks because you got stressed out on Facebook. Like I was in hospital and got stressed out by a post in Facebook. And then my, my, my pressure and my um, pulse went from, uh, was it one, thir- one, no, it went from 90 to 175. And I was like, hey! And these thing's go inside of me. And the guys are coming in with a crash cart, right? Ready with those big pads to put on me. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just stick with this thing. And he said, don't you dare put those things, don't you, don't you, don't you dare stick those things on me. Okay, right. Cause um, that thing hurts, but I know what those things feel like. And I don't want to know. Thank you very much. Glory be to God. Jesus may it never let me happen. May it never happen. Anyway, yeah. So where am I? So anyway, so Jesus was asleep in a cushion. And they roused him. Well, hang on a minute. They roused him. Have you ever had this experience? I get this sometimes as a, <laughs> as a pastor where things are getting rough and things are getting serious, and, and like your, your leaders are putting, don't worry, you didn't do it, but your leaders are putting pressure on you. Yeah, nor you. You're all right. Okay. <laughs> Is he talking about me? Is this a sermon about me, right? Where people put pressure on you. Look, Chris, it's getting really bad. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are we gonna do? If, if, if this all gets up with the church is gonna go down the pan. what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? I've had people do that to me, literally freak out and panic on me. And it just robs you of your joy and it robs you of your peace. And before you know it, you are pulled into the web of fear and this is something again you've got to watch out these are all tactics of the enemy this is tactics of the flesh it's like go from the place of the supernatural and come into the place of the natural because jesus was right there and then even though he was being rained upon and even though he was in the eye of the storm he was in the place of the supernatural that's how you sleep through a storm and every one of us has a decision to make do i choose because this is a conscious decision Do I choose to stay in the place of peace, even though I'm being rained on, even though the boat is filling up with water, even though everything looks like this is it, we're done for, looks like my company is about to tank, looks like we're gonna go down the plug hole, okay? Even in that moment, it's like, well, I have a decision to make. Like when my heart was given out, I had a decision to make. Do I trust what Jesus had said, or do I go by what I can see and what I can feel? On the cushion, and then all he did was bring the the supernatural into natural quite peacefully because he was asleep, and so he's telling the wind to be asleep. So it's kind of a picture there of the creation coming into alignment with heaven. So it was an easy thing for him because he was already at rest, Exactly. everything else into rest. Yeah, yeah. I'll get to you in a Brian. So yeah. with that, with that understanding. No, no. So, but with that understanding, if, you know, is that if you are in a place of perfect yeah. peace, then you can bring that that's into it. your situations exactly. and scenarios. Yeah. So, As Brian. you can't do it because you're too panicked. Yeah, that's right. You're not able to say the word with authority because you're, you're panicking, so you're bringing panic. That's right. It's like, Storm, stop. Yeah, yeah good, not luck, not luck, not with good luck, luck with that. Yeah, so. <laughs> Brian? Is there the a verse in that Psalms? It says that the Lord doesn't sleep or rest. In other words, he might, he might have been awake all the time. Yeah, he rests not; he slumbers not. Right. Uh, he's Israel's, he's Israel's help. And that's another, right. Another thing was a bit like um, Jonathan, um, <clears throat> um about four when he got bitten by a, um, a snake in um, Malta, I mean, he knew that his task was to get to Rome, and doesn't matter what happens, that's going to happen. Yeah. So, well, that that was that was kind of what brought me back to a place of health because I was having panic attacks and, and stuff. And I was thinking, well, hang on a minute, has not God given me so many visions about my future uh, and dreams and prophecies that either all of that's just a complete load of t- nonsense or it God, God said is true and I will come through this and I will come through on the other side. Uh, and and I've, I've been through difficult times in the past where I've had the right mentality and it's, it's, it's easy to go through those times. But that time in the hospital was a valuable lesson for me, even though it was a painful one, in that I had to get back to the place of faith. And it was only until I did come back to the place of faith that actually things started getting better again. But when I was in the place of fear, I mean, Tracy said to me, said, what is wrong with you? You just, you, it's, you look like a bunny caught in headlights. You just have terror in your eyes all the time. So literally every day I thought it was gonna be my last day. You know, which is stupid because it's like, if I die, I die. So what? Uh, I, I, just, I just don't know what it was. But it was just that darkness, that fear, that storm that came to me. And, and it really, really upset me. And of course, look at the disciples. Look what, how they talk to Jesus. Teacher. All right, so this is, a, this is almost a bit sarcastic, really. Teacher, does it not concern you that we're perishing? <laughs> it reminds me of Mary and Martha, doesn't it? Jesus... Is it, do you think it's fair that I should be doing all the cooking and a dinner while she's sat there listening to you going on and on about something? Uh, and Jesus said, well, she's picked the better thing. Uh, and basically she was like, oh, okay. You know, cause Mary and Martha, she was too busy, busy bodying around and stuff. And is that, again, it's like, teacher, does it not concern you that we're perishing? What a what a sarcastic thing to say, but at least I had sense enough to know that he would be the source to help them out of this situation. So that is at least good. So Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind. So first of all, he deals with the root cause of the situation. You know, sometimes we're like, we're well, always the same. It's like, I just, I just just please, God, just get me out of this situation, or stop these bills from coming, or or stop this from happening, or stop, or just make my heart behave itself. And it's like, well, Jesus' is like, well, yeah, we can get to that after we've dealt with the root cause. We'll deal with, deal with the root cause, and then we will deal with the other issues, and then all we'll, would we'll be good. Because he says here, he rebuked the wind, which was the root cause of the circumstances, and then said to the lake, you must be silent, you must be muzzled. Now, interesting, look, does he rebuke the, wa- the waves? No. He only rebukes the force that's causing the waves to move, okay? So you and I... Luke ten nineteen have been given all power and authority to tread upon snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm us. We have the authority to rebuke the enemy and to rebuke the devourer in our lives. And then we can tell the circumstances around us. I like what Jesus says to them. He doesn't rebuke the situation. He rebukes the wind and then says to the lake, you must be silent you must be muzzled. Stop speaking. Stop your interference. Stop bringing your opinions into the situation. Be still and be muzzled. I don't wanna hear another thing out of you, what you're trying to bring into my life. So first of all, in your situations, And I've had this as a church leader when you've got like someone who's really causing a lot of trouble in the church. So the first thing I do, because the Bible says, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against powers and principalities. So the first thing I deal with is not the individual, but the spirit behind the individual. And I will rebuke that spirit that's controlling those individuals. And then guess what? 90% of the time, those people either go back to normal and calm down or they just leave. But I've never said a word to them. And sometimes I do have to speak to them, but that's how I deal with things. I rebuke the spiritual force behind the situation and then I will speak to the circumstances and then I will tell them to be calm or to be silent. And guess what? The wind ceased and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. God wants our life. You see, as Julia points out, the external became a manifestation of Jesus's internal He was in a place of perfect peace. He was in a place of shalom. He was in a place of knowing that God was with him and that God was not against him. He knew that he would get to the other side of the lake because he said that he was going to the other side of the lake. And if God has told you that he's going to do certain things in your life, then you can bet your bottom dollar that it will happen. But there's a process, and that process is, is that sometimes you're going to go through some storms and even though it looks like it, you're not going to get to the other side, like for me it looked like I was going to die, it does not matter if Jesus said your heart is going to be well, and if Jesus said you're going to go to the other side of the lake, then it doesn't matter what happens in the middle, you will get to the other side of the lake. Amen. Amen. Then the wind ceased, and then there was great calm. And then, of course, then we get for the little um, face-to-face little chat. <laughs> so, why are you so timid? What are the translations we got there? Yours is the same as mine, Julia. So, why, why, I so timid? What, what cool. fearful? Yeah, full of fear. This Bible doesn't like using the word fear. I don't know why. Um, so, um, yeah, so he doesn't put it in there. But why are you so fearful? Fear of God, that's why. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Why you? Yeah, that's an even better one. What's that? cowards. Oi, you cowards, right? Yellow bellies. Um, what, What is wrong with you? Do you not yet have faith? And this is what Jesus was saying to me with my heart. What is wrong with you? Do you not have faith? have you not seen enough things in your life to know that i am the god of breakthrough have you not seen enough times that i have been with you and i'm for you and i'm not against you and if i am for you then who and what can be against you can you not see and not at least have faith and trust me that i can get you through this just like when we're in the we- in the in the wilderness with all those other guys like if i was in the wilderness i'd be great you know i'd be saying to them, guys come on guys look can't you see the pillar of cloud and fire yeah, I know we haven't eaten for two days or drank and I'm thirsty as you are, but just have faith in Jesus, right? Who, who would be that guy? No one's putting their hand up because we all know after about a day, of like, what's going on around here? I haven't had a drink for an hour and I haven't eaten yet. I'm really hungry. What's up with you, Jesus? Why are you not feeding me? Um, why are you timid? Do you not yet have faith? Jesus says, when I return to the earth, will I even find any faith? It's quite, it's quite interesting. In, in um, one of Mark 4, I've got here, it says, um, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? But then uh, previously, in the, I, I think Matthew must be a bit more gentle, <laughs> because uh, he says, uh, Why are you so fearful, owe you of little faith? Um, so in the corresponding verse in Matthew, he seems to be a lot more gentle than, the, Mark seems to be more direct. Yeah, yeah. And Mark, bear in mind that the Gospel of Mark was actually written by Peter, um, and written down by Mark. And if you've never heard that before, look it up in most commentaries. It will tell you that. Um, so, so Peter himself is quite direct and blunt. About the word fear, on verse in this Bible, the same as George, it said they feared intensely. But that fear is the fear of Jesus. Yeah, that's later on down. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, but. That's Because there are other types of fear, the word petrified that means to be made solid as a rock, that's from the Greek as well. So that means like frozen like a rock. So that's generally what happens with fear. But now we get to godly and correct fear. So they had inappropriate fear, which was inverted faith to start with because they were looking at the situations and basically what they were saying was like I was saying was God, this situation is too big for you to handle. And I have more faith that this thing can do me harm than you can get me out of it. That is what fear is. It's inverted perverted faith. But now after Jesus rebukes them and now everything's nice and fine and dandy again, then they get their fear and put it in the right place. And instead of fearing waves, waves for goodness sake, they now fear God. Yeah. And when you put it like that, you can see just how profane it is. That's why Jesus rebukes little faith. It's like, excuse me. I am the God of Israel. I'm the God that brought you through. I'm the God that parted the Red Seas. And you have just looked at a wave and you're guilty of idolatry because you think that wave is greater than me. That's basically what, what Jesus is saying here. Yeah. Which is quite something, isn't it? Yeah. Hallelujah. And they just seen loads the miracles. Exactly. They just had a, a great day, great faith convention. They were all on fire. They feared intensely and they were saying to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the lake Obey him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So I just want to end it there. I just want to encourage us that if God has said to you, you are going to get somewhere and then you need to trust that you will get there. But don't be surprised if you get halfway there, that all hell lets loose. Because the devil didn't want Jesus to get to the other side. The devil doesn't want you to prosper. The devil doesn't want you to get into your promised land. The devil doesn't want you to do things that can cause his kingdom harm. And if he can stop you midway and discourage you and get you all deflated, no, it's never going to happen. He's fine with that. Hallelujah. But God isn't fine with that. God wants you all to prosper and to succeed and to get through to the other side and stop worshipping a wave but worship the god that controls everything because all things he is the name above all names and every knee shall bow before that name and at the name of Jesus every knee will bow every tongue will confess that he is lord no sickness is lord no no financial problem is is lord no debt is your lord no demon is your lord no wave nothing christ alone is your lord and he is the god Baal Perizim he is the god of breakthrough and he will make a way where there is no way hallelujah